get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Well, hi. We're back with the ABCs of cannabis, your Ooh-hoo. favorite way to learn about words that start with the letters of the alphabet as it relates to cannabis. I was like, the JKLs of cannabis, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> and don't forget about our favorite I, who oh. we should be taking into account every single time, right? Oh my gosh, I. I love I. I love us. <laughs> what have we got for I? That's a great question. So, I wanted to pick, because I am the most important, <laughs> um, I wanted to pick an I word that would help facilitate conversation, as well as educate. So I picked indica. Yeah. Seems like an obvious choice, but I feel like we need to unpack this more as a person who has not used a lot of indica intentionally, I guess. I was always like a seeker outer of sativa because again, I wanted, you know, I attached it to productivity, like doing more, not feeling sleepy, not feeling tired. But we've now found, as we've mentioned many times, we love an indica. I was also in the Viva La Sativa group, right? Oh my gosh, yes. I have a t-shirt that says it. That's the only reason. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't even uh, take credit for it. But I 100% thought that, again, tied to output, which is really funny. And what I really quickly want to go ahead and segue into is the fact that we are too productive to begin with. We have talked about output being like the crux of some of our problems. So it's so funny and very honestly, very us, very us to go ahead and be like, no, I want more productivity in what I'm taking to make me less productive. I know. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. I just thought about that right now. So I did have to go ahead and share. Well, tell us technically like Indica is. Indica is one of the two types of cannabis plants. This type of cannabis plant originally grew in colder climates and is known to be denser, shorter, and grow quicker than their sativa counterparts. So that mm. is literally like, it's so funny because we say, and we were, when we were even talking about this episode in the beginning, we were saying in the couch because it into gets, the couch, right? It gets this rap for only bringing you down. But the way that cannabis plants have evolved over time is that like, there aren't honestly any like sativa indica aside from how they grow. Oh, interesting. So okay. that's where the shorter, denser, bushier is going to be an indica plant and the more leggy uh taller they're just more spread out those are sativa. sativa and then we of course have a bunch of hybrids like what do hybrid plants are they is that after the fact or is yeah that- so hybrids are a combination that's a great question hybrids are a combination of indica and sativa or it might be like two-thirds indica one-third sativa so when you look at in a place where it's state legal it'll show you that it'll tell you the the makeup of how it's supposed to be although one thing that I really like as the tides change for how we talk about cannabis and how it makes us feel is that it's more saying how it's going to make you feel so it can be like for nighttime to elevate your mood sometimes they'll have a moon and a sun and they'll have you know the location on the bar of if it's more sun time if it's more moon time whatever it is so I do like finding different ways that cannabis companies are using to talk about how their product is going to make you feel. Obviously, everyone is different. Something that makes me feel one way is going to make you feel a completely different way. But I do like going from, you can talk about it as nighttime to daytime. You can talk about it as a mood elevator or maybe something that brings out your creative spirit versus just saying indica sativa. 
Yeah, and my question about the plants though, like when you have a hybrid strain, is it, does the plant itself grow like halfway in between where it's like kind of bushy, but also tall or is it? That's a great question. And it's going to be different based off of the makeup of the indica and sativa plant that it's blending together. Okay. So if it's a indica leaning, it would, and again, like there are exceptions to this rule all over the goddamn place. But for the sake of this conversation, if it's more of a indica leaning plant, it will lend itself to be bushier, thicker, and shorter and take shorter amount of time to flower than a sativa, which will go leggier, taller, have more space in between its leaves, less bush-like. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Just wanted to clarify. Um, but I mean, where I have been with indica in the past is again, indica really, it's, it's again, and I'm generalizing as I was just like to not generalize, but Plants that are in the market called indica usually are identified to bring you down. Maybe use them closer to sleep. Yeah. And that really freaked me out when I was younger because I have always been, you know, you said in a past episode that uh, you were ultra joy, right? And I've always been very excitable. And I don't know what the actual names are for the study that you were going. So I just made my own up by calling myself excitable in this, yeah. in this situation. Oh, I also just made up. Oh, okay. Cool. It's not a real thing. I just, the, the reference that she's talking about is when I was talking about your genetic set point. So this is the breakdown of happiness, which I believe we have covered in an episode, but essentially 50% of your happiness is your genetic set point, which I just say mine is ultra joy. That is not a scientific term. That's just how I identify. And I I am excitable. Exactly as right. Mine. Exactly right. So my thing is often when I would want to smoke weed and if I would smoke an indica, then I feel like people really noticed a shift in my excitability. Mm, interesting. And I guess what I would say is I don't like only being identified as the excitable version because yeah. again, it's only 50% and it can be swayed based off of things that are going on. Totally. So that was my big thing is I'm like, Oh my God, like, please just let me have my high. Don't ask me if anything's wrong. I'm totally fine. I will come to you if something is wrong. But that was, I think the reason is how, again, other people were viewing me. I was going like, to say back to us always thinking about other people perceiving us. So for a long time, I really strayed away from it, but you know, then learning more about the plant, what I really found is that the terpene profiles, I can pick ones that really make me feel good regardless of whether the plant is called an indica sativa. So whenever I go into a dispensary and they ask me indica sativa or hybrid, yeah, I will say any and all. I want, this is how I want to feel. Yeah, I want, I'm going out to eat with my husband and we want to laugh. Yeah. Like the like like oh my god, bless the hearts. At Kush Club I do this out by me. Um I will go there routinely. Um and cannabis provisions right around the corner because I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. But when I go there at 365 too, those are my three that I, I really go to frequently. Um those but tenders really sort you out with your feelings. They're good about I guess I'm like two pack half grams, non-infused. I don't care if it's indica sativa, here's how I want to feel. Yeah, I love that. And I and like you guys, that more. You guys usually buy pre-rolls instead of like rolling your own? Um, yeah, because I'm a lazy sack of shit. I love that. I love that for you. I try though. We do. I And it was really funny the other day. Uh, we didn't have any. But again, we have copious amounts of weed from when we grew weed. And yeah. So uh, I got a bunch of pre-rolls that I could go ahead and stuff in there. And I looked at my husband. And I'm like, do you want me to like roll a bunch of these? Because, you know, we're out. 
And he goes, yeah, or we could just like go to the store. I'm like, you're not helping. I need one of us to be the person who's like, no, we have all this weed. Like, let's just roll it and smoke it. Because the thing about how cannabis changes over time is like, now we're coming up on, I mean, our new plants are in the ground. So like yeah. we're coming up on, you know, there being a lot of time and it changes how the weed makes you feel, which is really interesting. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to say, like maybe for another upcoming live, bring all that weed over here and I'll roll it all up for you. Oh my God. That would be great. Yeah. We could do that for hours. I know. Who wants a three hour live? Raise your hand. Hardly hours. I mean, yeah, maybe for your supply, but I'm a quick roller, sis. Don't I forget. was like, I have jars and jars and jars. Though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe not. But that does very conveniently lead us to our next, if we are, if we're tapped out on Indica, let's talk about joints. J is for joint. And what a joint is, it's cannabis wrapped in rolling paper. And so Nat, you are a pro joint roller and I have seen it IRL, I've seen it IVL, which stands for in real life and in virtual life. In virtual life. Also like... LOL to when we made the how to roll joints video, which is like what she's referring to when she's seen me roll joints. And then we never put them up on YouTube, but we we're going to do that. You guys. Okay. One of these days you're going to see it, but hot tips for rolling joints, crinkling up the paper beforehand so that when you roll it, it fits around the weed so that there's less air holes, less gaps for running, which is the burning of the paper up one side more dramatically than the other side. Also called canoeing. Canoeing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I ever really heard that. Maybe I did. And I just, I always called it running. I don't know. It is running too. Yeah. Um, and then I also use the boat method. Yeah. The, the boat canoe, method. if you will. <laughs> it's a canoe and then it canoes. Boat to prevent a canoe. Yeah. Which is basically just twisting up the paper at the end of the joint so that when you're rolling it, all the weed isn't falling out the end. And instead it like easily stays in there before you seal it. So we'll show you guys that in a more demonstrative way. Demonstrative, if Demonstrated you will. Way. Demonstrative. Yeah. And, well, and it was funny because when we went back and looked at it, we were like, oh my God, this content is way too long for Instagram, right? Yeah. But I think my video was even longer and all I did is fucking shoot the shit and like shove weed with like this paper roll-up tube into an already preformed cone. Which so like It was like nine minutes. Yeah, I know. When you told me that, I was like, damn, I must have really segued in a really hard way. We were just chatting, you know? But if... You know, if that's the pace we roll at, we're going to take a while to get through all those jars of weed you've got. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I said three hours. Yeah. No. <laughs> but a, a joint is a marijuana cigarette. And you may have heard these called doobies. If you've ever heard of a spliff, that's just a joint that has tobacco in it. And joints are like a very convenient and fabulous method of smoking that gives you that like smoking fixation, yeah. which I do love as like a calming social interaction experience, what have you, um, while being like less intense than a blunt or something that's like more of a, I don't know, tobacco paper rolled product. Amplifier. Amplifier. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you can buy... Pre-rolls, as Kate was mentioning before, what she looks for for convenience. Or cones. Cones, yeah. where you can stuff those. Uh, we, I loved, when I lived in Las Vegas, I would always buy the dog walker pre-roll packs. They're quarter grams, I want to say. It's like very small. So they look like half of a normal joint. And, you know, I say normal as in like a half gram joint, which is whatever, like two, three inches long, I yeah. guess. Um, you can buy joints of all sizes, obviously. You can also buy joints that are infused, which yeah. you mentioned, which can either have wax, hash, 
Keef. Rosin. Yeah, there's all sorts of types and strains. Of course, you know, talk to your local bud tender. They can give you guidance as to how to get the best joint experience for you. Or if you have any questions, email us at popmomspodcast at gmail.com. Somebody fucking email us because we have dropped these email address in now like 10 episodes. Barely getting any emails, you guys. We're really sounding good when we say it, though. It's very yeah. commercialized. So if you ever need to say this in real life, I mean, there So you professional, go. you guys. So, so well-practiced. Um, I love dog. So dog walkers is actually, that's like the, the term for the shorter joints. Oh, is it? Which okay. is because it's the length of a dog walk, right? Ah. It's like a quick around the block. It's not going to take too long. You can do it with your furry friend or not. Ah, um, so it's not just a brand name. No, but it's a great brand name. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of brand names that are like what, you know, what the, what they are. So yeah. I appreciate that. My favorite, one of my favorite joints, um, I smoked with Kevin Smith of Jay and Silent Bob. Yay. In front of my former employer, Amazon. Um, oh in gosh. front of an Amazon building in front of Jeff Bezos' spheres. So oh, Incredible. That was, uh, that was a, a highly defining moment. I he's had sober, you know, time. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's sober now. Good for him. Cheers yeah. to him. We really support here people doing whatever they need for their mental health. So And evolving, right? I mean, we just dropped an episode a couple weeks ago about how our consumption changes. Totally. And that's like the cool part, I think, about cannabis because you can evaluate where you're at. Yeah. And figure out where you want to go. Exactly right. So kudos to him. Snaps for him. But also love that you got a chance to smoke a joint with him before he journeyed into sobriety. Yeah, 100%. But anywho, so joints are joints, man, and they're great, and we recommend them, and we smoke them a lot. And if you're going to roll a joint, use Natalie's method, because I swear, no, I really swear by it. I've seen a lot of people roll a lot of joints, and the ease at which you do it, and the crinkling the paper ahead of time, I think, is, like, really key, because then you're not constantly trying to get it to move in a way that the paper hasn't been moved yet. Exactly right. It's a hot tip, you guys. We're going to get that on the... On the tube one of these days. I will say one thing about joints that like as of recent consumption changes and understanding more about, uh, you know, what happens when you light weed on fire to smoke it, right? Oh, and combustion how, based. Combustion based, exactly, is just the harshness that can come with it as well. So I will say, here are the, here's a positive about joints for me. You know how you're going to feel immediately. Totally. So it's not like a sneaky edible. It's not like, you know, I, 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 it's not like dabbing. I feel like it's a way softer version of that. The high is a little bit more mild. I do feel like joints is a really, uh, is a really predictable method predictable. of consumption. Yeah, for 100%. lack of a better word, right? Because it's always still a journey. We always still recommend that you start small. If you don't smoke joints a lot and you're like only used to hitting a bowl, only hit the joint one or two times. Like yeah. you would hit a bowl just to see how it makes you feel. Nothing is worse than when you just like get into the smoking fixation, which I have done with infused joints. Ooh, uh, yeah. Like smoked an infused joint, you know, like I would smoke a regular joint and then halfway through I'm like, holy shit, I should not have smoked this whole thing or whatever, you know, and you realize and you're like, put this out. I mean, and now truly with my lifestyle and the way that I consume cannabis, I never really smoke a full joint unless yeah. like we're doing it for something or we're in a social environment where like being fucked up is the goal. Like we're partying or whatever, you know, we being the proverbial we, whoever, friends, traveling, vacation, whatever. Otherwise you're like, yeah, I'm just trying to like hit this joint a tiny bit and then enjoy my day. 100%. So, you know, take that all with a grain of salt. 
But speaking of infused joints... Well, so actually, I oh. infused joints are... I've thrown up after infused joints before Whoa. because it was, like, too much. So that's why, like, when I rattled off what my order is, when I talked to bud tenders, when we were talking about indica, I will always pick uninfused. I will on occasion smoke them, but I almost always regret it because here's the thing. The higher the THC is, it doesn't mean that the better the product is. Totally. Almost kind of the opposite. I really like a little bit more of the babies between 18 and 20% totally. THC because the other ones just, it it gets, I think all of the negative uh, aspects of cannabis come out then. Yeah. And I will say the one brand of concentrates that I will go ahead and smoke is, um, uh, oh my God, I said it in the last episode. Why am I totally blanking on Ooh. it? Uh, Constellation. Thank you. Mm. Constellation. I really do like the way that they have infused joints. So okay. I will, I will caveat that. Yeah. Um, so that's joints. Um, they're really approachable. Also, oh, really funny. So the smoking, so regardless of where we're at, whether it's federally legal or not, it still is more socially acceptable to smoke a cigarette in public than it is a joint. I know, which is so interesting. Although I, for me personally, every time I see somebody smoking a joint in public, I'm like, yes! Cheers. I know, me too! I'm always Good like, for you. I love weed! And like, <laughs> I do that with like, if I, I'm a big Green Bay Packer fan, and so if I see someone wearing Green Bay Packer gear, I'm always like, go, go Pack, go! <laughs> and my husband is it's always so embarrassed. He's like, oh my God, you don't have to talk to everybody. Like, this person, and one time it backfired because the person was like, I didn't realize, like, again, I just saw a Packers hat, and I just yelled it. That was not their Packers hat. They were not a Packers fan I don't even think they were on the same planet as I was so oh I was God. like oh my god I'm sorry I just really like the Green Bay Packers we're really community focused we like to just involve everybody we clearly pass, pass clearly. In the streets and into whatever we feel or are doing it's a blessing and a curse it is it is but all this to say we love joints we love joints they're easy they're consistent you know the type of high you're getting and yeah smoke as, the little ones yeah as long as you you know pick the right strains for you Shout yeah. out back to the Indica moment. No pressure. No pressure. But uh, what I was going to say in the speaking of infused joints, one of the things that joints can be infused with is our next letter, K, which is... Keef! <laughs> oh, that was awesome! Keef is the life lovely trichomes that fall off the cannabis flower buds. Usually, it is found in the bottommost chamber of your grinder. It is a powderish form that you can top bowls with, or you can add it to, wait for it, your letter J, joints. <laughs> We're getting really, really good at saying things singing. at the same time. <laughs> I know, singing our words. Uh, yeah, but we love Keef. It's, you know, it's like that rainy day stash, right? So if you have a grinder... All of your weed is constantly dusting keef into this keef chamber, and then you can use it to smoke when you run out of things. However, I will disclaimer that a keef high can be wild because it's all intense. The, it's all the things, right? It's, it's really strong, and it's like all the strains that have been in your grinder since the last time you got that keef out. So it it's can, a lot. It can be a journey. No, I really like it too. I um I liken it to so I have this weird thing of things that I perceive as free to myself. Uh, Free to me. So, for example, um, off of our buy nothing here in Seattle, I got a strawberry plant. Oh, free strawberries to me. grow like weeds, literal weeds, and now I have an entire flower bed of strawberries. Oh, incredible! Which is amazing because that's free fruit. 
Yeah. And like, I don't know about where you live, but inflation is fucking me. I was like, strawberries are like $9 a container now. And for them to be like, I don't know. I mean, I blow them kisses. Cole is like one of my, my youngest son. He is like my, the biggest proponent of our gardens. He has plants that are his. He's the first one out there in the morning checking to see if there's fresh strawberries. So to bring this full circle, Keith is free. Yeah. It's weed you've already paid for. Yeah. So you should love. use it to enhance whatever you're looking for. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in the way that I smoke now, I mean, this is making me want to go check the Keef chamber because I have not even looked in my Keef chamber in so long. It's one of those things that you totally forget about. And then you go look and you're like, damn, we've got a lot of Keef in here. We can do something with this. It's going to be like Christmas for you. Also, Keef was the name of the neighborhood cat that we basically adopted when we lived in our last rental. He started coming to our house in the winter and it was like a very snowy day. He would come in, whatever, long story long, over the course of the time, he became a resident of this house and he now lives with my friend and her sister who live in that house and they have to move now and they're trying to figure out what to do because they are so in love with Keith and they're like, do we find a house on the same block? Do we just relocate Keith to a new neighborhood and hope that he comes with us? Like, what do we do? Oh my God, that's so funny. Anyways, Keith, a great name and a good high. (laughs) I mean, that's a really, that's, that's very true. Um, so again, check the bottoms of your grinders, check it out, but then also realize that it's not going to hit you like smoking a normal bowl. Yeah. It's definitely a different experience. I don't know if it's that intense. Like I feel like people who are smoking Keef are used to smoking weed. So, you know, no, like, and if you have a lot of it, the chances are you've probably smoked a decent amount of weed. Exactly. Right. Like in order to have Keef, you have to be a consistent cannabis user, you know, you like from one bowl into your grinder. Like if you ground up one nugget of weed into your grinder, there would be like a tiny layer of dust, like barely even enough to scrape onto a bowl. So really you have to be grinding up a fair amount of weed to get any Keef in the first place. And in Seattle terms, they would still cancel school for this amount, for one bowl amount of keep on your... <laughs> for one bowl amount of Because keep. if there is snow in Seattle, school will be canceled. Well, that's because of all of our hills, you know. Well, I understand that, but <laughs> my kids are going to school until the 27th of June because of it. And oh so I have gosh. words. Wild. I yeah. know. That is so insane. It's really far into the year. We have like eight weeks of summer. Are they are thinking they're going to do something different this next year? Because obviously we're getting more and more snow every year. So they're going to have to do something, right? Just... I mean, I'm sure it falls pretty low on the list of things the school district is trying to find out right now. And that is the depressing state of things. Oh, no. Did we just somehow end up in another doom spiral? We love those. Nope. We're going to get right out of it as we move on to <laughs> L, which is probably going to create another doom spiral. Legalization. legalization. <laughs> so let's talk about legalization. The definition of it describes the process of creating laws that permit cannabis use, possession, and distribution based on a set of agreed-upon regulations, which is probably the crux because no one can fucking agree on it. Yeah, I mean, and even the fact that we are sitting here on a podcast that is titled The Pop Moms Podcast, we openly and happily consume cannabis, when there are so many people still in jails, prisons, what have you, for cannabis is... So I mean, fucked up. Nauseating, really, when you think about it. It makes me so sad. The sheer volume of parents who don't get to parent their children because of this, when we talk about how it makes the parenting experience more manageable, more doable. There was like a, I don't know, CNBC article or something where they, the tagline was, cannabis makes you a better parent. 
And then the backlash of the article was like, tell that to all of the black fathers who Uh are not getting to be dads. Yep. Ugh, it gives me chills. I feel so sad about it. Classic me, once again. I'm like inserting my emotions or feeling, adopting these other people's emotions. But it brings up a good point. So why is legalization important? Taxes, number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just to your point, less money spent on incarceration. Oh my gosh, yeah. Federal funding for health studies to learn more about what this plant does to our bodies. And just to kind of touch on the whole taxes aspect of it, Colorado has collected over $2.34 billion, with a B, dollars since REC started in 2014. Let me go ahead and ante that one up. California, the state of California collected $1.3 billion in taxes in 2021 alone. So I think here sitting together with you right now, we just solved the federal budget deficit. <laughs> we literally did. I mean, we know that this can be such a revenue generating product substance what have you and yet i think other people think on the flip side it's like it's generating revenue with incarceration which is for-profit prisons ruining us all so i was gonna go with they think it's devil's lettuce but yeah that's essentially the same thing it's the same thing right (laughs) because you're not gonna call it devil's lettuce and yeah i i think that i think we're heading towards there i just it's similar to laws on climate change all the things that we spiraled about in the past it's hard to get people to agree on what they're going to have for fucking continental breakfast, let alone how legislation. legislation around approving cannabis use. And because what's really interesting and in how, oh my God, politics has weaponized cannabis totally. towards marginalized communities. 100%. No one's like stepping up to be like, oh, I guess I was wrong there. I know. So I think that's part of it too. It's like what I would implore, what I would ask for, you know, the hypothetical situation that anyone is fucking listening to this is just drop your fucking ego. Let's do what's right for not only the people who are currently incarcerated, for future people. Like, let's just make this something that's accessible for people under a control, like in a, in a regulated way. The regulation, we know that it's something that needs to happen. I think it'll further not only the medicinal use of it, but also the cautionary tales of when to not use it or when it's not going to make sense but the part of it is is we just when you don't have federal funding to be able to learn more you don't learn more and then the stigma grows the divide continues and you're kind of stuck between you know an l in the next yeah and here's a place where we need our proverbial jamie to do some googling but i'm pretty sure cannabis just dropped from schedule one so it's not a schedule one anymore at least like thank god because it obviously is not or should not be in that same class um, is but, alcohol in that class? You'd think, right? But no, obviously not. I don't. I mean, all that to say, cannabis legalization is imperative for not only the reformation, reforming of our prison system, our incarcerated citizens that are suffering, but also for revenue. For we have this half of our political representation which is not actually representative of half of our population mind you but this one political party that is saying that we should just keep keep as is proceed in the status quo and we know it's not working and it's not right and we're seeing all these other states that are going against that and making all this money and Colorado I think is doing some really wonderful things with that revenue as well. In terms of well. infusing it back into schools, yeah. Into education, which I think is, you know. Infusing it. Did you see what I did? Infusing it. I used wow. a cannabis word. Yeah. Yeah, we love a cannabis term. The cannabis pun, if you will. Well, puns, yeah. <laughs> we love a pun. 
Anyways, guys, hashtag legalize it, obviously. Uh, and, you know, we're very lucky that we have lived in a state that's been legal for a long time, a long time in a re- as a relative term. We know that actual change is glacial. It happens at a very slow pace. First things first, we have to change the minds of the people who don't see things the way that we do. And hopefully conversations like this are a start. I 100% agree with that. And I will say that since even starting the podcast, which was, you know, within the past, what, five years? Yeah. The amount of states that have legalized it, decriminalized it, or made medical marijuana accessible to patients has grown astronomically. So I will say where we're making small steps at a state level, we really need to make those big steps at a federal level. And what are we at? 23 states right now are legal, right? Like Minnesota just became the 23rd. Yep. And when did you, when you started, was it just... Like 2019 or 2018? And that was what, a handful? handful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a handful. Us and Colorado and Nevada, California. Yeah. I think Nevada became legal after. Yeah, Nevada became legal like the month I moved there. I was like, thank God. And that was what, 2017. So yeah, it's been a minute. Um, But, you know, we're seeing change, right? It's happening. It's just slower than we'd like it to be. And that is such a detriment to the research, you know, to right now, as I'm getting ready to be pregnant and I'm trying to do a bunch of research on if I continue to use cannabis right now when I'm technically not pregnant, but I'm trying to get pregnant, is it going to do something? Is it impacting me? You know, my husband and I had a big talk about it the other day and he, of course, doesn't want to tell me what to do with my body, but is also like, if we aren't pregnant in these next couple of months, like you probably need to rethink your consumption. And I was like, hold on, let's look, let's see. And there's just, there's not that much stuff out there yet. There is still some, Emily Oster has covered it quite a bit. She re or updated, did a revised version of her book, Crib Sheet, where she has a section on cannabis. Right now, the data is just like few and far between, and we need more of it. We need more research. I will say, though, the conclusions are seeming that it does impact sperm motility. There is one study that points to it delaying ovulation, but I was smoking a lot of weed when I got pregnant with Leon, so, you know, didn't impact me then, and I'm going to hope it's not going to impact me now, although I am using a lot less now in the in the lead-up in the hopes of, you know... Conscious change, man. Yeah, getting knocked up. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. We've got almost half the alphabet left-ish. Oh my gosh. There's more to come, you guys. So if you have feelings about the remaining letters, ideas, things that you want to learn about, let us know. Podcast at gmail.com. I'll say it again. Also DM us at Podcast, And we look forward to journeying further in this cannabis education with you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to email us because I feel like it's this big thing. You're like, oh my God, I would never literally just be like, hey, Hey, hi. For letter P, I would like to talk about P words. Pipes. There I was like, go. what's a P word? <laughs> I don't know. Psilocybin. There we go. Ooh. Doesn't sound like a P though. Does not. And doesn't technically have to do with cannabis. I was like, that's not a However, term. we're still taking all terms. Psychoactive. There you go. There we go. Anyways, tune in to the rest of this series and have a great day. Bye.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.